Hello guys, how is everyone doing? How are y'all doing today? Well, I'm doing great and um, it's not really a sunny day right now. It's kind of cloudy and it's cold <laughs> and I'm still on my robe right now. Literally, I've not had a shower yet, I've not done anything. I've just been soaking in um, God's presence like since, like, since I woke up this morning and I just felt led to, you know, come record. I've actually missed this. <laughs> School has started already and I'm just trying to get everything, get myself more organized so I can record as much as I can. That's a lot place in my heart. And this morning I, I woke up with, you know, songs from my spirit and my spirit was so joyful and I just heard the I just heard the Holy Spirit singing to me and it was it was so peaceful. So I decided to just, you know, lay in bed and just think about the goodness of God and just stay still and let the Spirit of God minister to me, you know, Himself. And it was beautiful. And you know, it's it's such a great feeling when when you have Jesus. When you can just wake up in the morning and you first of all think about Him. And you just have this peace, even if it's stormy around you, you know? It's, it's such a blessing, such a blessing. And this morning I was just quiet in my spirit. I was basically quiet in my spirit and I just felt this warmth and I felt this love. And I really felt like I wanted to just hug Jesus at that moment and just be in his arms and give him kisses, you know. I I felt so I'm in love, like that's the word I can say. I'm in love with this with this person called Jesus. It's so it's loving to know that you have someone that cares. That loves and as I'm speaking to you right now I just felt goosebumps like from my head to my toes and I usually just feel that whenever the presence of God is around and whenever I'm talking about him and it's, it's literally from my heart from my heart and I was listening to a worship by Upper Room which we're going to listen to very soon before we get down to what I wanted to what I want to share with y'all um this morning. Okay, um excuse my voice if it's a bit practice because I've not really talked as much this morning. I've just been spending time with daddy with God. So whenever I say whenever I say daddy oh you might hear daddy a lot in all of my episodes. If you if you follow my episodes a lot, if you really listen to me you'll know that I call God daddy. So, if this is your first time listening to me, thank you so much for tuning in and for deciding to um to listen, to listen. Thank you so so much. It means a lot. And because you decided to tune in, this is for you. Yeah, thank you so much again. So, before we get started, I want you to just listen to this worship by Upper Room. It's, it's, it's literally lifted my spirit this morning to the point where I was just on the floor and my head my head was 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 just bowed to, to the Lord and my hands were was on the floor at my knees and everything of me was just was just down there to the floor and I was just worshiping Jesus I was just worshiping our Lord like like he was in front of me like I could see his face like I could see the throne. And I was just still and I was silent and it just told me to come record this. So as you listen to this, this is not the full um this is not the full um audio from Upper Room, but I encourage you to listen to the audio. It's um Worthy is the Lamb Wednesday Worship Set. And it was published 28th of February 2020. Just so just in case you just want to go and just soak in the worship and soak in the presence of god just go ahead it's titled worthy is the lamb wednesday wednesday worship set by operum and it was published on the 28th of february 2020 on youtube so you can just go ahead and 
you know, listen to it. And I wasn't paid for this. This is not an advertisement of any sort. Um, this is me just letting you know how the Spirit of God moves even in the um, music we listen to. Okay? And once we listen to that, um, to that short clip of the audio of the worship session, we'll be right back. So stay tuned and I'll see you later. Don't go anywhere. Bye. Hey guys, welcome back again. Yeah, I hope you all enjoyed the worship from Upper Room. And if you already could feel the Spirit of God moving through that song, then you understand what I meant by I was just soaking 
in daddy's presence all through the morning then you understand what i meant by that and after like while i was just soaking in god's presence this morning everything that just kept on coming to my spirit is how holy god is how holy he is 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 so holy and you know some some um some six if i'm not mistaken some some eight actually some eight talks about how holy god is like how beautiful how holy he is it says lord our lord how majestic is your name how majestic is your name how majestic is the name of jesus how majestic is his name how majestic is his name and then it goes further to say that like what is man that you are so mindful of that you crown him with honor and with glory with great glory like what is man who are we and it just occurred to me that like our god is so holy but at the same time he still relates with us he still relates with us sinful men it still relates with us sinful men that we were born in sin but as soon as we gave our hearts to Christ and our life to Jesus we were now born in by the spirit we were born by the spirit of God Galatians makes us understand that that we are born by the spirit of God once we've given our life to Christ that we are no longer born by the flesh but by the spirit of God we are born by the spirit and isn't it so crazy how the Lord is not surprised about your flaws, is not surprised when you when you fall, is not surprised when you make mistakes. He literally already knows you you will do that. He literally already knows that you're going to make that mistake, you're going to have that flaw, you're going to commit that sin. But he still decides to stay. He still decides to relate with us one on one. He doesn't tell someone else to come and relate with us. That was in the Old Testament where we could not relate with with God one-on-one. And when God saw that, he could not relate with us one-on-one again like before. When, when When God created Adam and Eve, the Bible makes us understand in Genesis that the Lord comes down to the Garden of Eden and he comes to spend time. The Bible says that he comes in the cool of the evening. He comes to spend time with Adam and with Eve. And that was a place of intimacy. As soon as Adam disobe- as soon as Adam and Eve disobeyed God, intimacy was taken away from mankind. And the Lord saw that he could not get that intimacy back by just having only prophets coming into the temple to pray. He needed all his children to come into the temple. And so he sent his son, Jesus. He sent his son, Jesus Christ. Although the Lord already gave Moses the Ten Commandments, Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not do this. Thou shalt not do that. But God realized that this is not bringing his children back to the place of intimacy. Instead, he's taking us to the place. Instead, it is, it is, it is, it is religion. And it's also showing the flaws of men that once rules are rules are brought in, like what the statement people usually say that rules are made to be broken, which is not a good statement at all. But the Lord saw that in bringing the Ten Commandments and the rules is not bringing man to the place of intimacy. So He decided to send the Son Jesus. He sent his son Jesus so his son can die for us. Jesus was born to die. The Holy Spirit descended upon Mary. The Holy Ghost descended upon Mary. Mary was the mother of Jesus. And she gave birth to a son. And, you know, Prophet Isaiah made us understand that his name shall be called Emmanuel, Prince of Peace. For he will save the people, he will save his people from destruction. And that's why Jesus came. That's why God sent his one and only son, Jesus, that anyone who believes in him will be saved. 
And what are we going to be saved from? From eternal condemnation, from eternal damnation. You're going to be saved from sin. Jesus came here on earth fully man, fully God. 100% man, 100% God. And he showed us, through him, God showed us that we can overcome sin. We can overcome sin. Because he is a holy God. God doesn't want sin to rule in our mortal bodies. He wants us to overcome sin. So he sent his son Jesus to come and understand. To come and live in this sinful world, to come and taste of what it means to be a man. So Jesus tasted temptation, he tasted betrayal, he tasted temptation, betrayal, he tasted so many things that lots of us have tasted before. So I want you to know that Jesus understands. I want you to know that Jesus is holy. He defeated sin. He died on the cross. He took our sin. He took our guilt. He took our shame and nailed it to the cross. He said he was going to bore everything. When Jesus and his disciples were having their last supper, Jesus Jesus told Peter that he was going to betray him. He was going to deny him three times. Before the before the um the cock crows, he was going to deny deny him three times. And at the end of the day, Peter actually denied Jesus. Jesus wasn't surprised because Jesus already knew that Peter was going to deny him. Likewise, Jesus already knows that you're going to either commit that sin, that you're going to fall, that, that this is going to happen. Remember, he knows you from the in and out. The Bible says that he's all-knowing. He's all-knowing. He knows all things. He knows everything that's going to happen. So when you see yourself fall into sin, maybe as a believer, stand up from it. Do not stay in that self-condemnation. Do not stay in that sin. You stand up from it because Jesus already knows. And he's not disappointed in you. He knows that will happen. But what makes you is how you stand up from, from, from that flaws that you might have committed. Maybe from that sexual sin. Maybe from masturbation. Maybe from pornography. Maybe from lust. Maybe from lying. Maybe from pride. He doesn't want you to dwell there. And he's not, he's not disappointed in you. Like I said earlier, he already knew Peter was going to deny him. He already knew that. And now that God sent his one and only son so that we can be saved, so that he can save us from eternal damnation, he can save us from eternal condemnation, he sent his son so Jesus can be that bridge that connects us again back to God. Jesus can be that bridge that connects us again to the place of intimacy, where Adam and Eve were before they disobeyed God. He wants to take us back to the place of knowing him as our father and we as his children. He wants to take us back to the place of being in a state of a child, taking on the state of a child and saying that, Father, I am your child. You are my father. To the place of oneness, where our spirit is one with the Father. That's where God wants to take us to. And because Jesus defeated sin, he defeated death. The Bible made us understand that it was impossible for the grave to hold him. It was impossible for the sand to hold him. How can the sand hold he who made the sand? How can the sand hold the person that made the sand? Jesus resurrected on the third day to show us that he even has power over death. Meaning we should not be scared of death because the one whom we belong to has the power over death. He has the power 
to rebuke death. He has the power to trample on death. He has the power to trample on sin. And because Jesus overcame sin, so can we. Because Jesus overcame sin, he overcame lust, he overcame all of these things, so can we. Because we are now living in him. It's a holy journey, guys. It's a holy journey. It's a holy journey. The Lord is calling us to the place of holiness. I want you to know that Jesus is your standard as a believer and if you're a non-believer. He has wiped your sins away. He has wiped your sins away. And if you're a non-believer listening to me, you don't know Jesus, I want you to know that he has wiped your sins away. John um, 6, 6 makes us understand. It says that, who is he that overcomes the world? The one that believes that Jesus is the son of God. That's the person that overcomes the world. And what exactly is in the world? The pride of life, lust, pride, hypocrisy, sexual immorality, name it, masturbation, pornography, lies, pride, looking down on others, name it. We can overcome all of this when we believe that Jesus is the Son of God and he came to this earth and he died for us and he rose again and he defeated sin, he defeated the grave, he defeated death so that we may have life. And because Jesus has defeated sin, so can we. Sin has no power over us anymore. Sin has no power over us anymore. Does that mean that because Jesus was here on earth, he didn't face temptations? He did. The Bible made us understand that after Jesus was baptized, the Spirit of the Lord led him into the wilderness where he was tempted by the devil. He was tempted. He was tempted. He was tempted by the devil so many times. But he never gave into temptation. The Lord is calling us to a place of holiness, to a place of righteousness, just like how you were before. Your old man, you give your old man to, to sin, how you gave your, your, your old self to sin, how you gave your old self to sexual immorality, how you gave your old self to hypocrisy. How you gave your old self to things that did not profit you spiritually. Now the Lord brought Jesus and now that we have received Jesus into our hearts. Romans, Romans 6 literally summarizes that because we gave our old self to sin, now that we are in Christ, we give our old self to Christ. Because we are in Christ, we no longer sin. Because we are already dead to sin. And once we were baptized, we were immersed in water. We died with Christ. And we were brought up out of that water. And that is us reigning alive in Christ. And the spirit of the Lord is reigning in our hearts. So we have power over sin. So when that temptation comes, we let the temptation know that, Hey, I have power over you. I have power over temptation. Because the Bible says, in either it's either in John 16 6 or John 6 6 that who is he that overcomes the world he that believes that Jesus is the son of God and we believe and I believe and I'm ready to walk in this holy journey with God let's take for instance lately whenever I ask the Lord what do you want me to wear to practice and sometimes it tells me to wear white, like literally just all white. And white is a symbol of purity. But that doesn't mean that anyone else can wear white and their hearts can literally be stained. The material is not the, is not the point, it's the heart that is the point. The color of what you're wearing is not the point, but it's the heart that is the point. 
But just stay with me on this example. So I wore white to practice. And our track is red, okay? And whenever we have, you know, we have an exercise where I have to stay on the floor. I literally cannot stay on the red track because I do not want my white to get stained. And I, I always wear white. It tells me to wear white mostly when it's our jump days, when I know I have to jump in the sand. I'm a long jumper, by the way. I do long jump and I do triple jump. And I wear white and I'm like, why is it on the days where I have to jump? That's when I wear white. And most times, we also see it in our lives that why is it on the days that, you know, you've gotten it right with God, you're ready to go, you know, to go all in with Christ. That's when temptation comes in. So we see the white that I wore, the white material or the white attire or whatever it's called that I wore. And then I, we see the sand as a temptation or we see the red track as a temptation. And because I wore white, I don't want to get stained with the track. I don't want to get stained with the sand. And fortunately for us, we have a black, we have a black part of the track. So I just go to the black part and I do my exercise. And when I say that I'm about to jump on the sand, I either pull off my white, um, my white long leggings, my white long tights, and I use my 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 other like my like some other color of um, tight to jump because I don't want to get that white stain. And that's how we are when we are in Christ. We know that because it's a holy journey. I want to remain clean. I want to walk in righteousness. I want to walk in holiness. So, excuse me, I don't want to have anything to do with things that will stain me. I don't want to have anything to do with things that will stain this, 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 this purity that the Lord has given me. So when temptation comes, I ask the Lord for strength to help me overcome the, that temptation. Then I, then I go from the red track to the black track because I know the black will not stain my white. So instead, we do the things that will glorify God. Instead, we do the things that will keep us holy. But you know that those things are not just what is keeping you holy. It's the grace of God and it's the Holy Spirit that is helping us. The Holy Spirit is what is helping us. The Holy Spirit is who is helping us. The Holy Spirit is a person. Because God, has, God is calling us to this high standard of holiness, high standard of righteousness. High standard of purity. Like I said, it's not about what you wear. It's about the heart. It's about the heart. And the heart portrays what's on your, what's on your outside. The heart portrays what's on your outside. The heart portrays what exactly you have on your outside. Whatsoever your heart is, the Bible says that from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Whatever your heart portrays is what people see on the outside. Even if you try to, try to pretend that this is what your heart portrays, you literally cannot pretend for that long. And today, I'm not calling you to a place of don't sin. I'm not calling you to a place of don't lie, don't this, don't that. I'm calling you to a place of true intimacy, a place of relationship with Jesus. A place of communion and fellowship where you always want to be in his presence. And the Bible makes us understand that the more, the more we look and stay in his presence, the more we begin to become more like him. The Bible says that with unveiled faces, with unveiled faces, we look and we are being changed. We are being transformed. We are being conformed to the image of God. Do you know the reason why you spend so much time with a person and you begin to do what they do? It's because they are always, because, because you are always in the presence of that person. And the same goes for Jesus, the same goes for your relationship with him. You want to become more like him. You don't want to see yourself doing these things anymore. You don't want to see yourself lying anymore. You don't want to see yourself having pride, having negative thoughts, having lustful thoughts. 
when you spend more time in his presence you begin to look like him you begin to understand what is right from almost right you begin to know that because everyone does it doesn't mean i should do it you begin to know that this is what the lord hates and this is what he loves you begin to know that the lord hates lying tongues you begin to know that the lord hates pride you begin to know that he hates he hates deception and you understand that this is what the lord loves he loves humility he loves kindness he loves gentleness he loves peace he loves love the thing that separated the old testament from the new testament is grace the bible makes us understand that through moses came came the laws through moses came the laws but grace and truth comes through jesus christ grace and truth and that's why whenever we sin, God's grace is sufficient for us. He doesn't look at us with the sin we com- we've committed. Like lots of times, we have friends, they hold a particular like, flaw in us, or they hold a particular sin, or what we've done to them in the past, they hold it against us. But Jesus is not like that. God isn't like that. He doesn't hold it against you. He gives you grace. He gives you grace. The Bible makes us understand, I think it's in Psalm. It says that as far as the east is from the west, so have I blotted out your transgressions and I'll remember them no more. He literally doesn't remember them. He intentionally tells himself, I do not want to remember them. I will remember them no more. But the fact that God will not remember them anymore, does that mean we should keep on sinning? Does that mean we should keep on sinning? Does that mean we should keep on going about living life as we please, as as believers, when we call ourselves believers, when we call ourselves children of God? And just like our earthly parents, every person that's listening to me right now, you... You, you, you definitely have a parent or you once had a parent. You didn't just fall from the sky. And every of your traits you see in yourself, maybe some was gotten from your father, maybe some from your mother. But you begin to, pos- you begin to see yourself possessing the same traits as your mother and as your father. Likewise, when we come into the life of Christ, when we begin to live our life of Jesus, we ought to possess the same traits that we see Jesus possess. And we don't just possess such traits magically. No, we go into the word of God that shows us who Jesus is. And then we don't just imitate. We don't just imitate his life, but we walk in his life. Jesus prayed, so we pray. Jesus obeyed, so we obey. Jesus loves, so we love. Jesus gives grace, so we give grace. Jesus spoke the truth, so we will speak the truth. Because his DNA walks on the inside of us. The Holy Spirit is a seal in us that shows us the way of life, that shows us the right from almost right, that shows us wrongs. That tells us that the fact that other believers are not following the word of God doesn't mean you shouldn't follow. The fact that most times we will see believers I think they call it 50-50, like one leg in and one leg out. They know the word of God, but they do not want to follow. We can listen to different things. We can listen to, you know, different secular songs, and we still listen to Christian songs. We read the Bible today, and tomorrow we do exactly opposite of what the Bible says. And the Bible makes us understand that in the last days, you see people that have a form of godliness, but denying his power. What does that verse actually mean? That verse literally means that they just take some parts of the word of God. They take some parts and leave the the rest of the parts. They obey half of the Bible. They obey half of the word of God, but that's not who we are called to be. 
When the Bible says we should be holy, when Jesus says we should be holy, it's not, it's not, it does not mean we should be holy today and then unholy tomorrow. It does not mean it should be, you know, we should say the truth today and speak a lie tomorrow. If there's one thing about Jesus, about what we've learned about the life of Jesus, both in the Old and the New Testament, in the Old Testament, Jesus was symbolized in so many ways. And in the New Testament, it was brought into light that this is who Jesus is. If there's one thing that Jesus did was to remain consistent in speaking the truth. He remained consistent in prayer. He remained consistent in giving grace. He remained consistent in giving love. So what we should pray for each day on our walk with Christ is the spirit of consistency. The spirit of consistency, the grace to stay, the grace to walk, the grace to walk in holiness and in righteousness. Not that today we know God and tomorrow we don't. Not that today we pray and tomorrow we don't pray. Not that in the midst of believers we are talking about God. But in the midst of unbelievers we try to hide God. We try to act like we don't know him because we don't want people to call us a Jesus freak. But because we don't want people to say that we just talk too much about God. Well, he's the center of everything. You know, when Matthew chapter 6 tells us to shine our light, it says, it says, it says shine your light. It says that, um, ah, Holy Spirit, what does it say again? It says, let your light shine. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good work and glorify your Father who is in heaven. When the Bible says light, it does not only mean the work of your hands. It does not just only mean where you practice. It does not just only mean where you work. It does not just only mean, you know, um, um, just, just anything. It doesn't just mean being great in your field. Who is the light? John, chapter, John, John makes us understand who that light is. John says that, John says that um, Jesus is the light. He said his light is the light of men. Jesus is the light. John chapter 1 makes us understand that. Makes us understand that Jesus is light. I need to pull up that verse real quick. I need to pull up that verse real quick. Because I just feel the presence of the Lord right now. And he wants, he's been putting this in my heart like a long time. That when people say, let your light shine. Let your light shine before men. It says here, it says here that, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Hallelujah. And we see in John 1 here, it says, Being of the world was the Word, and it kept on using the pronoun e e e and we're like who is the e because it say e was with god so they're definitely not talking about god they're talking about another e which is jesus jesus was with god and jesus was was god jesus was with god in the beginning through jesus all things were made without jesus nothing was made that has been made in jesus was life and that life was the light of all mankind Jesus is life. So when the Bible says in Matthew 6 that let your light shine before men, it's saying let Jesus shine before men. Wherever you are, as a believer, let Jesus shine. Let Jesus shine. Do not, do not only talk about Jesus in the midst of other believers because it's more comfortable there. Remember, Jesus said he did not come for the sea. He did not come he did not come for the healthy, but he came for the sick. He came to heal us. He's the balm of Gilead. He came to heal. So when he says, let your light shine, he says, let Jesus shine. At your workplace, let Jesus shine. At the place where people do not believe in Jesus, let Jesus shine. Your light is not just what you do. Your light is Jesus as a believer. So we carry the banner of Jesus wherever we go. We care less about how much darkness is there and say Jesus will shine no matter what. Jesus will shine. You know, it's easy to preach the word of God. It's easy to be, it's easy to 
to walk in to walk in holiness amongst other believers because you guys have the same you know you 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 have a we we have the same kind of heart or we have the we have we have similar walk with christ okay like and i mean similar walk with christ i know everyone's walk with christ is different god relates with us differently but what i'm trying to say here is that because you are among believers the believers like true believers that really believe in god and are, and they are, and they are walking in christ because you are among them all the time you you feel love you feel that grace extended towards you you feel so many things but now god is saying that okay i don't just want you to extend this grace or extend this love or allow me to shine among just i'm just among other believers how about you go to where there are lots of non-believers and you show forth the same grace even when it's not being reciprocated you show forth the same love even when it's not being reciprocated you show forth the same holiness even when it's not being reciprocated you show forth you show it forth you let it shine you let it show you let it be seen in the world let that light shine the light is jesus let him shine he's calling us to a standard of holiness jesus should be our standard as a believer not your pastor not your mom even who is a believer not your not 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 any person discipling you or mentoring you in christ jesus jesus should be our standard and our goal you're looking you're looking for how to live or what to become like go to the word of god is jesus we should become like we should not we, we should not become like 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 maybe the pastor we are looking up to no that pastor has flaws <sighs> thank you holy spirit jesus is our standard until jesus comes it will remain our standard do not let anyone else become your standard not secular musicians not drake not cardi b not hill song not upper room not rihanna not not any of these other things not any of these other persons not even gospel ministers not even churches but Jesus should become your standard. Whoever you say you want to be like will be like Jesus. Amongst every other thing, amongst every other person will be like him. We will get to the standard of holiness. We, have, we, will, we will be determined to walk in holiness and in righteousness. No matter how much pressure, no matter how much pressure we feel around our unbelievers or around people that do not know Christ. No matter how much pleasure we feel, we decide to walk in holiness. We decide to walk in righteousness. We decide to walk in righteousness because Jesus walked in holiness. So we walk in holiness and we walk in righteousness in the name of Jesus. Oh, oh Lord Jesus. Everyone, anyone listening to me now, I just ask that you help your heart. Take away every spirit of timidity and shyness to preach your word, O oh God. Because you were not timid when you died for us on that cross, Lord. You were not timid, you were not shy when you died for us on that cross. You were not timid, you were not shy. But you stayed for us, you stayed for Ruth. You stayed, you stayed. I hear in my spirit, Alex, you stayed for Alex. You stayed. You stayed for whoever listening to me right now. He stayed for you on that cross. He was beaten. He was despised. He was he went through denial. But he still decided to stay for you. This is not a time for you to be shy. Let him shine through you. Let people call you whatever they want to call you. Let them call you whatever they want to call you. But what Jesus calls you is what matters most. He says that he has called us sons and daughters. He has called us kings and priests. 
He has called you, according to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, He has called you a holy priesthood, a peculiar person, a holy nation. You are the apple of His eyes. Let what God say about you, let it be. Let it be more audible than what people are saying about you. Let him shine. Just let him shine. And let him teach you how to walk in holiness and in righteousness. I was once a hypocrite, guys. Like, I was once a... Like, I will literally say, I had a PhD in hypocrisy. Like, as funny as that sounds. <laughs> as funny as that sounds. I had a PhD in hypocrisy. Do not just go to the Lord... And do not just do not just go to him when you need things. Develop a relationship. And you ask, how do I develop a relationship with Jesus? First of all, you accept him as your Lord and your personal savior, as the Lord of your life. And what does it mean to be Lord? For someone to have a full authority, to have full control over your life. To control what you do, to control what you say, to control how you speak, to have full authority over your life. And before you can have full authority over your life, you need to surrender everything. Surrender whatever you're struggling with. Surrender those things that you've kept as, this is what defines me. No, that's not what defines you. Surrender it to God. The next thing, begin to have it in your heart. Be, be determined to... You know, walk with him, no matter how hard it is. Be determined to walk with him. And you want to build your relationship just like how you go, you know, you go on dates with your significant other. You make time to speak to that person. Make time to speak to Jesus too. Look at your schedule. Like, check the days when you're free or the time you're free each day. And try to dedicate that time with the Lord. Set an alarm on your phone. Set an alarm on your phone and say, okay, this is the time I spend, I spend with the Lord. And you can start with baby steps. You can just a little here, a little there, precept upon precepts, little by little. You can start with 15 minutes, 15 minutes each day. You can use the first five minutes or first 10 minutes to, you know, listen to a worship song and just soak in his presence. And then and the other five minutes to open to open the word of God, just open the Bible and just read. And before you read, ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, please open my eyes to your word. Help me understand. And the more you keep doing that consistently, you begin to see that there's something changing on the inside of you. Now, I don't promise that, it's not, it's not promised that temptations will not come. It will come. But the Lord will always give you the grace to overcome it. The Lord will give you the grace to overcome it. The Lord will never deprive you of anything that will know, will draw you closer to Him. The Lord will, like again, the Lord will never deprive you of what He knows will draw you closer to Him. If He knows that maybe this trial will draw you closer to Him, don't be surprised it will bring it will bring you your way because. When you act, when you tell the Lord, help me, to, help me to know you more. Help me to draw closer to you. It will bring situations to help you draw closer to him. But that situation is not to break you. It's just to make you to know him more. Then you have a revelation of who he is. Let's take for example, if you've never lacked anything in your life, you've never lacked financially in your life, and you're, you're just, you've been comfortable ever since the day you were born. Like you've never lacked financially. You've never, you've never experienced what lack means. And the Lord wants you to know him more. Now, I'm not saying the Lord might do this. I'm not saying this is what the Lord does every time. But don't be surprised when you go through the phase of not having anything for, just for a little while. So you can know that, so you can know that your job is not what provides, but it's the Lord that provides. So you can know him as a provider. So you can know him as a provider, the one that the one that provides even when it's tough, even when it doesn't seem like anything can be provided for at that moment. But now you've gone a step further to know that God is a provider. He comes through even when I didn't feel like. 
or it comes through even when it doesn't feel like anything will happen. And I just pray that the Lord will keep helping you and you keep asking to know him more and he will help you uproot everything that is not him in you so you can fully see his face and know him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, guys, amen. Oh, I feel, I feel light now in my spirit. And thank you so much for tuning in. Well, as you all know, we'll never end um, any episode or any segment or any session without, um, without this particular prayer and without praying for the, the most important people, which are or like those that are not saved yet. And if you're listening to me right now and you've not been saved, you have no idea of who Jesus is. Hopefully, you heard or you listened to everything I said earlier before now about how Jesus came to the earth. He was born of a virgin, Mary, named Mary. He was born of a virgin. Yes, I know that's crazy. Born of a virgin? Oh my God. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah, he was born of a virgin. And... It was 100% man, 100% God. He came to die for our sins. God gave his one and only son. John 3.16 is just the whole summary of it. It says that, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Meaning that when you believe in Jesus, you should not perish. Because you believe in him, you shouldn't. It's it's not possible that you perish. Like, why should you perish, you know? And he came, he was beaten, 39 lashes. He was beaten so bad. Not just beaten with maybe a belt or a rod. He was beaten with... Oh Lord Jesus, he was beaten with, with, with things that had nails on them. It was, oh, it was, it, it was so much a beating for our sins. And he was crucified. He was nailed to the cross. The nail went through his, through his palms. He was nailed for us, for our sins. He was nailed. And then he died. And he resurrected on the third day to show us that because he defeated sin, he defeated death. So sin and death has no power over us anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. And he came so that we may have life. John chapter 10 verse 10 tells us that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. But Jesus has come so that we may have life and have it more abundantly. He's not going to think about your sins. He's not judgmental. He doesn't judge. But he loves you and he wants to know you. In fact, he already knows you. He wants to have a relationship with you. He doesn't look at your sin anymore. I know that's crazy, right? But it's true. He doesn't look at your sin anymore. He doesn't look at your sin anymore. And he's calling you to a relationship. A relationship that is everlasting, that never ends. It won't break your heart. <laughs> Yeah, as funny as that sounds, it actually won't break your heart. <laughs> he loves you. And he wants to have a relationship with you. And if you know you're ready to go on this relationship full of love, a relationship where you're being remolded, to look more like him, to follow him, a relationship where it won't break your heart, a relationship where it's filled with it's filled with peace. 
Even in the midst of the storm, there's still peace because you know you have him. I ask that you just, you know, repeat this, um, repeat after me, repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Today, I confess that I am a sinner. I have done lots of sinful things. And I ask that you forgive me. I also ask that you come into my life and you be the Lord of my life. I ask that you cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Help me to walk with you. Help me to know you more and fill my heart with your love. Today, I confess you as my Lord and personal Savior. I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. Come and live in me. Come and reign in my life and show me the way. Teach me how to love you just like you love me and take away this heavy burden of sin and worry. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. And if you just said that prayer, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations if you just said that prayer. Now, part of the body of Christ. Now I encourage you, like I said earlier, taking baby steps. I encourage you to, you know, find a Bible-believing church, a church that believes in the whole of the Bible, not just part of the Bible, okay? But the whole of the Bible, that believes in the whole of the Bible, that does not compromise what the Bible says, okay? And I know that the Lord will direct you to that church. And just like I said earlier, just keep taking baby steps. I'm praying for you. I don't know who has accepted. I don't know you all, but I'm praying for you in faith, knowing that someone accepted this invitation to know Jesus, to come into a relationship with him. Just like I said, look for a time when you're free. Open your Bible. Listen to worship songs. And look for a church, a Bible-believing church. Community is important in this walk with God. We can never do it on our own. I never did this on my own. It was the Lord that helped me, first of all, and the Lord sending people to me to help me on this walk with him. Community is important. Even Jesus had his disciples. Jesus had his disciples. If Jesus, who is 100% man, 100% God, had to have his disciples, and even um, is there, up there in heaven, and is, is, is with his angels and the saints and they keep singing holy, holy up there in heaven to God. Meaning the Lord loves community. He loves when there is togetherness. So I ask you, beg you to please find the church. If you can serve, if you can serve in that church, you can serve. Maybe in the choir, in the usher, wherever you want to serve. In the prayer unit, just, I want you to also make yourself, you know, useful in the body of Christ and just, Find a community, a Bible-believing church that believes in the Word of God. And I know that the Lord will direct you there and it will keep you and it will sustain you. So yeah, that is it. Don't forget to, um, you can always leave a, a voice message on, probably, if you, if you listen to this on Anchor or any other streaming platforms, it's available on Anchor, on Spotify, on um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast um yeah other like name it just different types of platforms so please feel free to listen you can leave an audio message for me or you can always um send an email at abba's word abba's word at gmail.com abba's word at gmail.com um but the word is a double d so it is a b b a s w w o r d d Again, A-B-B-A-S-W-O-R-D-D. 
and if you've not followed us on um, our social media accounts right now we just have to we just have instagram right now it is um abba's word podcast at abba's word podcast that's on instagram feel free to follow us um weekly we usually post um like uh like a quote there of course i just you know to edify your spirit and to help you grow and to motivate you lately i haven't posted anything on there for like two weeks now but i'm going to get started again to keep posting things on there so you can definitely follow and keep staying in touch with god i beg you keep going to god let him be your first first um resort and not last resort let him be the first person you run to before before any other person okay keep staying keep believing And I just pray that you all have a blessed week and a blessed weekend. Until next time again on Abba's Word Podcast. Thank you all so much for joining and have a blessed day. Okay, bye. Love you all.